So I don't believe that it's our thoughts that attract things into our life. I believe it's our beliefs, especially those limiting self-worth beliefs. I think that anything that comes into your life is just a lesson. I don't really see things like love and friendship, and I don't think anyone's your enemy or your lover or your friend. Everyone's your teacher, right? You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realized it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. <laughs> We're a lifestyle <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's Lindsay Simsek. Aimed at making you feel good. And Crystal Williams. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. If you're new to the podcast, we're so happy you're here. Thanks for finding us. Thanks for subscribing on iTunes. Um, and if you love it, tell your friends. And if you're not new, welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. We're so happy to see you. How have you been, Linz? I've been good. <laughs> How are you? This is actually the first time you and Lindsay have talked. I know. This is the first time I'm seeing Krista in person. In yeah. Like a, a or week. that we've actually like... No, I know. I've actually said, hello. How are you? Hello. How are you? I um, know. I'm good. What is today? We're you got record- your hair done. looks great. Oh, thank you. Good cut. Up in a bun. Who was it? Oh my gosh. At my work, it's an office of all girls and there's one guy. His name's Brian. He's adorable. He's perfect for our little girl crew. Mm-hmm. He said that whenever his wife tells him that she has her haircut or getting her hair done, he puts it in his calendar. So he makes sure to say something about it. Does he have a brother? Is That's that so not, cute. Is that too much? I no, like, it's not. You have I <gasps> one, like my brain doesn't no, like remember much, stuff like, like that. Like no. you're so cute. Isn't that adorable? So cute. Yes. Like, I want to eat you up. That's so cute. Like, hey babe, did you get your hair done? Yes. Yeah, that's all you want to hear. She's like, uh, no, we rescheduled. <laughs> He's like, oh, 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 oh. He's like, fuck my calendar. <laughs> yeah, a, a haircut and a color just does wonders for I the ego. I need a cut so bad. The color looks amazing. It's fine, but it's it's good, Jenna. Thank you. I love you. Um, but my, I need a cut so bad. It's just $100. I don't want to spend $100. Yeah, I'll getting, cut it for you. Getting, honestly, please cut it. <laughs> getting it trimmed. I just need a little trim. Tiny trim. $100. How much is yours? Well, I have a deal because of SoulCycle. $30. To get it cut? I swear. That's how much it should be. Color's 50 Like it's a crime. What do you guys do for them? Do you them? want to say you just go? <laughs> yeah. What do you guys cycle? do for them? They get free classes. Free classes. Oh. But they and never go, I don't think. Does everyone else get their hair done by them? A lot of people do, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I'll like put them on my social. You know. Social security card so they can use your yeah, credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like, like take mortgage their, mortgage as long as home. you make me blonder. Yeah, mortgage your that. house, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I need a haircut so freaking bad. Yeah, everything's good. We're headed into November. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's in November now, technically. Yeah, technically, thank God. 
for this podcast. So we're so we're recording this intro on Halloween, by the way. Mm-hmm. So we're happy, just like a few happy weeks Halloween. Before. It's just us. I freaking I, can nothing. I just tell you, don't. Like I know. Halloween. I want to love it though. Like I just I like I love people that love it. Like I respect you if you love it. I said that today. I was like, I love watching people mm-hmm. Me too. enjoy themselves. I was thinking, I was listening to something. Oh, Anna Ferris's podcast. She's mm-hmm. so cute. And um one of her questions was is this a deal breaker if he has a birthday party for his dog? And she said, and the girl, Hmm. it was Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson's like, maybe like whatever. And I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, life is so hard. Like have a fucking birthday party for your dog. You know what I mean? I like that's the same that. with Halloween. Like life is so hard. Like it can be such a grind sometimes mm. and it's beautiful, whatever. It's a beautiful mess. La la la. But like, if you want to dress up, totally dress the fuck up. I just don't want to be forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to do I just want to pay. Yeah, maybe that's, that's my thing. the it's deal. It's the fifty dollars. Like it's honestly eighty, eighty, fifty to eighty dollars to buy like a cool costume. Hundred percent. You know, you have to like really do it. It just ebbs and flows for me. College, fun. Oh yeah. When I was five, fun. And I think like when I'm 35 and maybe have a kid, it'll be so fun again. Oh, exactly. That's what I say. I'm like, when I have kids, man, I'm going to be freaking, I'm going to freak them out. I'm going to be so obsessed. Yeah. They're going to be hundreds of costumes. (laughs) I want to be scary. You do. That's you know? a good one. Yeah. I want to like be really bloody. Yeah. <laughs> They're like children. <laughs> like I'm a tampon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> today's special. Yeah. We have on Lacey Phillips. Mm-hmm. Girl crush. Girl crush. Girl crush. She's fine as hell. She, she's fine as hell. <laughs> um, we were introduced to Lacey from a good friend, Jenna Zoe. So Jenna Zoe was on the podcast. I don't know if you guys remember, but she was the human design reader. So she's Jenna Zoe Daily on Instagram. She did our human design readings and was so amazing. I love her so much. And she introduced me to Lacey. She's like, you guys would really get along. Like, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, I always am like, yeah, I would love to meet mm-hmm. anyone. I'm Happy, but this was like such a good fit. We had so much fun. We went to Irwan. So yeah. start of a beautiful <laughs> evening at Irwan. Lacey, Lacey bought me a tea. Oh, I was like, I love you. So nice. And so Lacey Phillips is of Free and Native. It's at Free and Native on Instagram and freeandnative.com is her beautiful website and blog. And she does a lot of things. It's health and wellness. It's um, holistic living, but mostly it's about manifestation. So not really sure if you guys are familiar with manifestation. It's pretty hot here in LA. But um, manifestation is basically like the focusing of your thoughts or belief patterns towards something or things that you want in your life. I could be, I think Lacey would have a better Yeah, well, her, her whole like theory behind manifestation is different than like the secret. Yeah, the secret. Yeah. Yeah. So her theory regarding the universe is that its main intention, and I'm reading this from her website, is to assist us in becoming our most evolved evolved versions of self. Therefore, the closer we get to becoming whole integrated, the more we are rewarded with the subjects we're calling in. Mm. Um, So she kind of took us through step-by-step her way of manifesting. Um, We also talked about clearing blocks. So Mm -hmm. like kind of... I think we we had a conversation, we did, about reparenting. Oh, yeah. Um, so kind of going back, 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 pr- 
pretty far and she also uses hypnosis mm -hmm. in her one-on-one sessions. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting to talk about. So we about. hypnotize you during this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. be careful. Don't drive. <laughs> Buy uh, more stuff. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it was just so interesting. I felt like, you know, we have a lot of conversations about the quote woo-woo, but this felt super grounded in the sense that you know, you can call on these things in your everyday. You don't have to like sit and light a million candles and like get all the things and the crystals. It's a step-by-step -step process that really I think speaks to everyone universally. So yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to share this. It's amazing. So again, we like actually, and this is a, a lot of the episode, and I would basically say that this is about manifestation. It's also about Lacey's journey and for a native, but we really asked her to get very specific about the steps in what you want to manifest. So like Lindsay said, clearing blocks, whatever your problem is in your life that is blocking you from having exactly what you want. And then manifestation is those exact steps to get you there. So um, pencils, papers out, get ready to learn how to manifest and build your freaking dream life. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. First, a word from our sponsor. Coming to you live from Santa Monica, California. Santa Monica. We have the beautiful Lacey Phillips in studio with us. Hi. Welcome. Hello, Angel. Thank you for having me. I felt we were like, you know, we're always like kind of rushing here in between, whatever. And then when, when I saw you, I felt very calm. Mm. I was like, oh, this is going to be nice. I love oh. that. Don't you love that? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a few times when we see guests and we're like, <sighs> yeah, I just feel like, okay. Yeah. You guys Very gave grounded. me a hit of energy. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Higher frequency. Because we're crazy. Love no, that. I, it was like, boom, I have energy automatically. Oh, oh my God. That's actually my life goal. <laughs> You're doing it. Seriously. You're doing I, it. I know someone and my friend Adam that I was like the first person that ever gave me a hit of energy like that, that I've ever known, oh God, been aware yeah, of. Adam, totally. Adam. And like he... Every time I would hang out with him, I would feel so energized. And I was like, oh, this is possible. Mm. Oh. So to be that type of person is like gold. It is special. Yeah. Because think of how many people just kind of yeah. suck your energy. Yeah. So to be that, it's a gift. Oh, yeah. It's probably not all the time. <laughs> Got me on a good day. Your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> so we're so excited to have you. Um, a lot of our listeners are babes in our secret Facebook group have been talking about you and mm -hmm. wanting you on the podcast. So oh. we're so excited to share what you've been doing. And Jenna too. Oh She's God, really Jenna good friends Zoe, with Jenna yeah. Zoe. Oh we met her Jenna Zoe. Recommend enough. I know. She's Amazing. an angel. If you guys haven't heard the episode with Jenna Zoe, human design reader, um, definitely listen to that. Lacey and I got to hang out with her the other day. We're now in an Instagram group called Aliens. <laughs> Which is very fitting life, which gives me life. I was like, I met you and I'm like, this girl, you're just like, you're so like aware and spiritual that it almost intimidates me, but you make it so easy. Like you're just so easy to be around and you're so Thank like you. light. It's, it's amazing. Fellow alien to alien. It's alien to We alien. just get the same projectors. We yeah. get the same. Mm -hmm. What were you? Mm -hmm. I was a manifest generator. Oh, manifest generator. So you're conflicted always. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so take us back. Like take us mm -hmm. to before, you know, you started your blog, mm -hmm. before you started your manifestation work. Where did you grow up? What was growing up like? And mm -hmm. were you different than everyone? You know, 
I always felt different. I'm an Aquarius. I think every Aquarian relates to feeling different in general on the planet. Mm. But so I grew up in a little town right outside of Yosemite called Mariposa, which oh, nobody yeah. ever really knows. Of. Yeah. It's beautiful there. It I've is. been with my family. Yeah. You have? It's magic. It's, Bam. You know, I know. I'm like, yeah. Shocked. <laughs> but it's great. And, you know, a lot of people cruise through because they're the tourists and to get mm-hmm. to the park. So I always feel so excited when somebody mm-hmm. has been to that blimp. But so I grew up there with, um, we have a ranch outside of there. And my dad's a roper and um, very into the ranching lifestyle. And so between that and also a place called Modesto, California, mm-hmm. which is in the Central Valley. So that was sort of my upbringing. It was like the total dichotomy of the California lifestyle. And then I got an agent around 17 and a half and I came down here and I was already auditioning for commercials, which parlayed into TV and film. For modeling and stuff? I was doing modeling, more print work, never high fashion modeling at all, but definitely doing all of that. And it's all I sort of knew right out of the gate. Deferred from school because I got my first commercial, you know, and it was one of those like really nice nationals back in the day. And I saw the paycheck and I was like, who's going to school? You're like, bye. (laughs) You're like 17. That much money again. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to buy like 40 fun dips, (laughs) 100 scrunchies, and a Nintendo. I'm gone. (laughs) Done. Um, Did you get discovered? Sorry. No, I didn't. You know what's so fascinating? The work I do now which really looks at so much of the trajectory of someone's life. I think what I was doing there was kind of fulfilling my mom's dream who grew up Mm. down here. And she acted and modeled for a little bit before getting pregnant really young with me. And it's just something I always heard about. And I think a point of connection for my family and I, because we all are very different, even my father and I, it was always through film and television. So it felt... And for me, I never wanted to be a theater actress that later the appreciation for it came much later on. But um, I think I think we're all just wanting to be seen. And I think that was my version of it. And so it was going fine. But skip to I sort of had a conscious awakening at 25 and it wasn't that conscious, but I had a moment heading to a pilot audition where uh, I was just like, I don't really want to be on this pilot. I mean, I do because I want to buy a house in the hills and all the things, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't actually want to be on it. And I just started to really take inventory of the thousands of auditions. And at that point, I was going out on everything any lead actress was going out on wow. aside from celebrities. And so I started to look at my girlfriends who were already, you know, feeling like they had to fit into a mold in order to go down that lifestyle and that road. And then what really hit me was out of the thousands of auditions I had been on, there were only two projects I ever truly wanted to be a part of, which was How to Make It in America and Greenberg. And so that hit me. I was just like, whoa, 0.0000 whatever percentage of the time I'm going to have control over my future and also being happy. And simultaneous to all of this, a parallel At 17 and a half, we always had a family intuitive that my mom consulted. And she, of course, when you're an actor and you have no control over your monetary lifestyle, the first thing you're trying to consult intuitives for is like, is something coming? Am I going to make money? And she said, run out and buy this book, which was called The Game of Life and How to Play It. And it was on manifestation. And she said, 
follow it to a T and then you will manifest everything. And I did. I really, you know, as a controlling person, really listened to her and nothing started to happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that parlayed into The Secret and all of the Hicks books and all of the things. And I think I've read pretty much everything out there in way of manifestation. And I really, truly implemented and lived them all out. And I'm actually a really good manifester that I noticed early on, but never in their ways. So at one point when I had that conscious awakening and quit acting on that day, I also said, I, I've i manifested really kismet, bizarre things like a $300 apartment in the Echo Park Hills and partners down to their hair and the parents and the things that I asked for. But it was not in the ways of those books. So I'm going to drop all of that and just look at what I do and how sh- what shows up when, what and how. Mm. And so that was about a two or three year process also w- while I was starting to um generate the blog essentially because I had this moment after a really horrific stint working for a preschool a fancy preschool in Santa Monica that had the most awful faculty environment Mm. I mean by the end I think I had my appendix removed it just everything Uh. was manifesting in my body from the tension and the fear were you a teacher I was a teacher yeah and it was just a really uh, dictatorship-esque you just always felt that you were on, yeah, on eggshells, watch, nervous, could lose your job, you weren't doing things correctly, had to do all of the work, you were the grunt, you just felt really small. The job made me feel incredibly small. And and so once I left that, I had $4,000 in savings, and I think this was at at 28 as well. So I was right in my Saturn return where it was like, I know that I'm supposed, during Saturn return, we need to learn all of our lessons that we're consciously aware of so that we don't bring those back around again. And so when I left that, I said to the universe, you know, I said, universe, I'll never work for somebody else again. So I'm going to stop and I'm going to allow you to show me what to do next. I'm just listening to signs. So you show me. I have $4,000 in savings and, you know, three or four months of unemployment coming in and I'm not looking for a job. And I made a list. That's how I call in things. And I just had some token things on it. It was like white walls, has to be conscious, organic food um, in the holistic realm, because that had actually always been my passion. And so I just got quiet and it started to pop up around me. I had three different people within a month say, have you seen that blog, My New Roots? Have you seen that blog, My New Roots? And so I finally know in threes to listen louder. And I went and sat down and looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, this is, I guess, what I'm supposed to do is start a blog since I'm the person that people within my community consult anyways for anything holistically. So I'll do this. You know, it won't be food-based. It'll just be holistic lifestyle-based. And that's when I I did that. And that sort of just kind of took off right away. At the time, I wasn't aware of any other modern holistic blogs that were out there. So I kind of fit that gap that existed at that niche. It wasn't granola. It wasn't cutesy. It was just like masculine, kinfolky, whatever. So it, it had traction right out the bat. And so... During that time, anyone who knows me the way that I just speak, I'd be like, the universe did this and I manifested that and yada, yada. And um, I had a couple iterations of jobs during the blog. I wouldn't work for other people, but I was willing to freelance and take on clients. And at one point I did some social media, like managing social media accounts. And then I thought, mm, I just like building my brand. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like people. watching kids. It's like, I only, I would only like taking care of my 
Yeah. Totally. Unless they're amazing and like already flourishing. Yeah, totally. True. Exactly. Totally. And you're true. just, and, and it, the, you know, biggest client I had was, and we were very in alignment, but there was a point where I was like, oh, I just energetically, I, I feel like I should be putting this energy into me. So I had that going on and then that parlayed into being a holistic chef. And um, I had a few high profile clients and one of my actress clients was like, I want to hear a little bit more about this thing you always do because you seem to be manifesting. And I was like, yeah, I have just a weird formula and process that I do. And I don't know if it works on anyone else. I've never actually had anyone try. And she did and started manifesting and friends did and started manifesting. And I was like, whoa, this really does work for everybody. The basis, well, I guess we'll get into that in a moment, but that was sort of what parlayed. And then I let that out into the world two and a half years ago and it just wildfire took off and I'm very result oriented. So my clients are so manifesting. Mm. (laughs) It feels great. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love to get into kind of like how you started to really fine tune that process. You mentioned the lists, but is it different every time? Is it? Well, so. I'll talk about sort of the foundation and fundamentals, how it it really is fundamentally different than what exists out there that I'm familiar with. Um, because most things that are out there, you know, such as the literature that I mentioned before, and I tend to call it pop new age, it's very spiritual bypass. It's like, think in the vortex, get into the vibration, visualize, you know, turn the station happy, laugh, like be positive, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's actually very different than the way that I see manifestation and how it works. I believe that essentially the universe's only intention for us is to grow back into our authentic whole being of what we were supposed to have um, really harnessed in childhood, which is self-worth and just authenticity. And so, of course, through pain and shame and all the things we can go through, and to me, pain and shame, it can be very small or very big. It doesn't have to be sexual trauma. It can be the third grade teacher who told you you weren't good at singing, and therefore you threw that into your shadow and you shrink and you're small in that place. So I believe through the pain and shame and all of the whatever we've experienced in our life, we tend to create limiting beliefs, right, that exist in our subconscious. And so I'm very subconscious based in my work. And so I think all of that stuff lives in our limbic subconscious brain. And that's actually the place we project from our beliefs. So I don't believe that it's our thoughts that attract things into our life. I believe it's our beliefs, especially those limiting self-worth beliefs. And so my process is all about, and sort of the formula, how it differs immensely is that I don't think that you can visualize and have things come to you because I believe that once we create our subconscious mind, it has sort of a structure of belief around it. And if let's say, you know, someone's their calling and authenticity is to be an artist. And they grew up with two banking parents who always said art's a hobby or they weren't really seen for their art or they never experienced or watched anybody as a successful artist. They don't have an expansion around that. So therefore they have to actually go through and it's simple psychology, mirror neurons and expand through watching other people who they relate to. I think that's how we all learn as a society in a village when we can identify what you know, we recognize of ourself and someone else, we tend to expand a lot quicker. So that's one really big element that's actually really fundamental in my process is that it's not about visualizing and seeing yourself do the thing. You need to literally go out and see 
and show your subconscious what's possible through your expanders. So that's one element of it that's very different. And then another element that's very different is I believe that we receive lessons and tests from the universe, which once I figured that out for myself, boy, did manifestation (laughs) become a lot quicker for me. And that's something that nobody ever talks about. So because the universe, in my opinion, and what I teach, its only objective is for us to grow into that authentic, powerful, whole self and project from that state of being, it's always constantly sending us things into our life to mirror where we're small in order for us to recognize, take accountability, and shift that littleness about us. So therefore, we have to project bigger. And so what that looks like, I think that anything that comes into your life is just a lesson. I don't really see things like love and friendship. And I don't think anyone's your enemy or your lover or your friend. Everyone's your teacher, right? So when you take all of that off and you just have the essence and the human experience and you're just seeing the energy of things, usually something's bigger or smaller or praying. And once you find that balance, that's when you connect with your manifestation. So taking that back a little bit, let's say that There's a friend, there's a woman, and I think this is very common for some women, so I'll just use this because it feels like it's a universal example, but let's take the friend who's always dating the emotionally unavailable men, and that's all just because in her shadow and her belief system, she's unworthy for A, B, C, and D. So the universe will keep sending her the same type of experience in a different body. All that's happening each time, it's just an opportunity to see that mirror and go and shift those limiting beliefs. However, Once you do that, it's important to pass the next test because you are going to be offered the same experience again. And so this is where I become really pivotal in the process with my clients to be like, that's absolutely a test. You have to turn that down. And when you do, you create what I call situational magnetism. You become very magnetic. So it's like after a breakup or you leave that shitty job and the universe loves that because it thinks you're stepping higher into your worth, into your wholeness. Therefore, it'll start to send you things to guide you along the way. Little gift you know so the lessons and test portion once you start to really understand that in your or in someone's process my process my client's process it becomes so quick and easy to recognize and to turn down anything that's not serving us Um, and that speeds up this process a lot quicker so there's three elements that kind of mean the world in manifestation, it's expanding your belief system in order to create that space. The second is unblocking. So what I mean by that is going into the subconscious and really reprogramming those limiting beliefs. That's what's going to have you project from a different state of worthiness, especially if you can find the root of what's been blocking or attracting in what you don't want. After that point, it's all about passing the tests that are going to come to you. And once that happens, bam, you align with what you're manifesting, essentially. For the going into your, this is what I always have a problem with, and it's just like a personal thing. Mm-hmm. How, like, sometimes I'm like, what are my limiting beliefs? You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I have a good understanding of them, but I'm like, isn't everything my limit? You know, mm-hmm, like, yeah. maybe I have them more of some and less than others, but how do we figure out what those are? So there's so many ways to go about it, but my favorite Mm -hmm. just generally is to look at patterns in your life that are continuing to show up that don't make you feel good. So let's say that you keep having the same argument with different people or 
you know, a, a great example for women that I think they can relate to is let's say you have drama with similar uh, types of women over and over. Uh, and then we can start to look from there and examine why you're attracting that in. You know, were you enmeshed with your mom? So anytime drama pops up with a woman, you want to run. I mean, there's so many elements that are psychologically based at that point that we can kind of detect. But the very first start of awareness is looking at what doesn't feel good in your life. Because I believe that everything outside of us is a reflection of something we're projecting from our subconscious. So if we can start identifying the awareness of what doesn't feel good, especially seeing how it's existing in patterns in different areas of our lives, because one thing is always attached to another. So if it's happening in love, it's happening in some way with money. You know, if we're small in love in one way and being kind of like bullied or taken advantage of or not respected, we're usually having that happen in our finances as well. So when we can start to recognize that, it's that's what the work comes or my work comes in with my clients where I'm like, you're going to journal that up. Out until you find the root what did that parallel you know in parenting were you being treated that way or did your parents not you know help you uh garner a really healthy sense of self-worth around that because they didn't have it they had a gap in it so once we figure that out it's super easy to go into the subconscious mind and start reprogramming that and another way that i work with my clients is i just take them under and i I just ask them questions from a very hypnotic place and get the truth right away. And usually the subconscious will show you really quickly, you know, so it's like if I'll take them somewhere, I'll be like, you know, it'll be them at six and it's the girl in school that didn't let them play with the group because they just didn't have enough money or they weren't cool enough. And then, you know, I'll ask them, where did they learn that, that they weren't cool enough if they didn't have enough money? And really quickly, they'll find the memory to attach to that. And once we have that route, it's super simple to start reprogramming it. So there's a lot of ways to start identifying with that. And that's sort of the gift of... There's two ways I go about it. It's like if we work in person, it happens really quickly and really fast or over Skype or, you know, anything. But because there's so much demand versus the supply of spaces I have available and I tend to give a lot of homework to my clients, I essentially created what's called Unblocked. And so it's very affordable and I do them every six weeks and they're the universal issues that I find throughout people in my practice. So like the next one that's coming up is reparenting your inner child and adult selves. It's not at all like the John Bradshaw version. He's like the really big... um author and and therapist who brought a lot of inner child work about this one's much more detailed to manifestation like were you seen were you actually consciously wanted and so through that experience they go through and they have tons of exercises and what I call deep imaginings it's my version of sort of hypnosis that's kind of very different than other hypnosis and so they go through all of that and they get this self exploration that's kind of equatable to what we would do in session and then they start to learn tools about how they can reprogram those roots that they've figured out just to speed up their process so it's like so much of this is about the homework and the shifting self doing that will just make you a more magnetic human who cares what you want on the planet so that's sort of my approach to the awareness so if you're getting if you're getting tested and you keep getting um, the same thing that's not working for you. So you're saying it's a matter of, I mean, I think everyone subconsciously knows, or maybe it's consciously knows. I don't know which one that is actually. It's it's unconscious. Yeah, subconscious. And but unconscious. I think 
So you're saying you have to say no to it. Mm -hmm. And how do you, how would you in that moment, is it just the act of saying no and knowing how you feel after you say no, say no, that's the power. And that's what would pull you forward to kind of manifest, manifest the next level of things that should be coming to you? So this is a great question because when we're communicating with the universe, I believe that this process and everything in the world is just simple energetics, right? Mm -hmm. So the act of actually saying no, the sound current of it, it, I guess that's important. Yeah. If that feels like it's the important process, but what's much more important is having an energetic clearness of no. So a great example is, um, and I'll go back to relationships. I love like using them. I'm yeah, literally thinking, yeah. I'm like, I'm attracting the wrong people <laughs> because I don't say no. And that's for women, especially you know? very, very, mm-hmm common it's like I know what I deserve but I don't say no to it hugely and that's just a self-worth reflection and it's also not have learning have learned the tools of how to have boundaries or consciously communicate or to Mm. just energetically communicate like that's not happening anymore so there's a few layers to answer this number one the energetics of no are far more important than the actual you know sound current of saying no and so what I mean by that is let's take the relationship aspect again let's take the the woman I have this a lot in my practice where it'll be the woman who thinks this guy is the one that's holding space in their life I mean this and I think you know have we all been there at Mm -hmm. some point where he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> not and, me, but you know, yeah. I know people. They, they've told me about it. <laughs> so let's take that woman because I have a lot of clients who will be in that position. And um, and then she finally gets the courage to say, that's it. We're, you know, we're no longer seeing each other. But then she's still holding space for that person in her life. Like they're still hanging out or they're still energetically intertwined. She hasn't fully cut off or communicated to the universe on an energetic level that I'm not taking this shit anymore. And I don't mean that there's anything wrong with him. The only reason why she attracted this is there's a low self-worth somewhere inside of her belief that she's not worthy of having a full committed experience with who she wants. And there's many beliefs, I'm sure attached to that. So the energetics of actually really fully cutting it off create magnetism far quicker because that's you truly committing on an energetic level to know. And then the other aspect of it to stop recurring the attraction <laughs> from coming yeah, through make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> is to have to get down and find the root of why you feel unlovable in that dynamic and situation what it's representing, the trigger of unlovability, because that's where your limiting belief will be. And then to go down into the unconscious and start to reprogram that until you no longer project from that state of being. Yeah. It's fucked up because I think I'm lovable. You're lovable. (laughs) On a conscious level. (laughs) So I'm like, what the fuck? I think there's something wrong with them, but I really, but I do because the common denominator in recent, just recent yeah. like interactions is me. Yeah. I have to, I do have to go deeper and figure out what that is. And here's the beauty of that. You just brought up something that um, I think any confident woman could use as a band-aid, right? Like I think all three of us in this room are confident women. Mm-hmm. We feel bright, we feel lovable, but there is something, something down yeah. there that exists that we're not even accessing in this conscious beta state that mm-hmm. you, you're not even aware of that's living down there. And then it's so fascinating once you kind of connect all the dots to be like, fuck, I really 
guess I didn't feel lovable about that. And it'll hit you. And it, it's usually really powerful once you figure it out. And then it's just simple reprogramming and simple passing tests and it will stop. And the beauty of that too, going back to reprogramming, I've had this happen so many times. I actually had this happen within the last year. And I had a recurring issue with a few women um, who I loved dearly, but the energetics were off. I was smaller and they were there was a larger energetic gap of being preyed on in a way. And I think that's just how simple energy and physics work. Where there's space, space will fill it. I believe where we're little will be preyed on. And that's actually a gift. It's the universe being like, you can grow and not there will be a balance. So once I figured out and took accountability in me and got down to what inside of me was attracting that experience, it was so clear. And when I did the work to reprogram it, I didn't even have to have a conversation with any of these women and our dynamic fully shifted and fully came back around into complete respect, admiration and balance. So the beauty of this self-work and this self um, dive in and figuring out what it is about us that's actually attracting every experience in our life is so powerful. But the first step of that is even just being humble enough, chiseling away at our ego enough to be like, I do have unlovability down there because I'm a human being and I went through experiences that were painful. So every single one of us absolutely has that. And if we can all get on the same playing field of that humbleness of whatever pain in me is the same pain in everybody else. Once we can just open up to that realm that we are co-creating with the universe and our beliefs are what are attracting our experiences in and what we create in our lives, that's number one of awareness. And then number two is being open enough to go and self-explore to figure out what that is. You, like the world is your oyster. The, it's endless if if you're just open to that. And it took me a really long place to get there because I was so controlling. My sense of safety was having control of knowing how confident I was. Or, And at the end of the day, we're all just these little humans that <laughs> in the human experience that all carry on a subconscious level some forms of unlovability. With the women, what was it? So what, what was it that you did? Like, did you, you recognize that you were feeling small and their energy was kind of preying on you? And then, yeah. then what? So with this specific um, experience, cause I've actually had the most trouble with women in my life mm -hmm. and not in a super dramatic way because I'm incredibly unconfrontational or non-confrontational. So for me, my big thing, I'm very Aquarian about it. As soon as I sense drama, I'll be like, oh, and distance mm -hmm. and, and just retreat. Um, and that's not, crazy either simple psychology my mom's an alcoholic and we were really enmeshed when we were little so our, she was little too she was 18 so we were really little and so what enmeshment means versus um, abandonment is enmeshments when your parents required you to fill their needs for them whereas abandonment is when they weren't filling your needs and I had the dichotomy and she just didn't know any better she was raised in a very similar environment of chaos so Women who tend to have dealt with enmeshment with their moms are very much to feel trapped when something like that happens with another woman. And so they'll just retreat, walk away, cut them off. Um, and so 
that tended to be the model that I was attracting because in order to be whole and authentic and loving and open-hearted, I needed to somehow work through that. So it kept coming in and it's nothing to do with any of these women I experienced it with. It's literally all to do with me. And so in this particular um, experience within the last year, what I was sensing, and I could be wrong, but I started to sense that my level and rise in success wasn't feeling good for them. Um, and so there was a preying on. I wasn't getting the support uh, that I was giving. Not that I require that at all, but I'm so sensitive that I could I could feel it right away. Uh, so it was a lot of that. It felt not mean girls, but it just felt bad. It felt kind of not good and gross in a way. And, um, and so I had to really get down there and figure it out. And when I finally got down and I connected the dots and I realized that my aunt, and again, not her problem or it's not her issue. She was raised this way, but I remember when I was young, this is my mom's sister who I just thought was a God growing up. She was so beautiful. Everybody thought she was so beautiful. And in my family growing up, that's the only thing you were ever valued for was beauty, not education, nothing else. And we're a bunch of beautiful women. So it's a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, there was always an underline, which was spoken about with my mom, but she was very jealous of me. And so especially around her daughter. And so she would do a lot of things to make me feel really small. You know, I remember one time that we were going to this water park and I didn't have a bathing suit and she went to buy one and it didn't have a double layer and it was like right when I had boobs and things happening and so right when I would get wet you could see everything and I felt so much shame and I could see for her it was a joyful experience or that's what I perceived and so things like that from literally the get-go on and then she mellowed out as I got older But I realized with her, I was having the same pattern as these other women. It was like a prey on when I was down and they were up. And um, so what I did is I shrunk when I was little because for me, it just felt painful and like I was doing something wrong. And so that became a a limiting belief for me. And the real one that I connected to was that I'm not worth it for her love. Like I'm just unlovable for her which actually had nothing to do with me. I was just a kid. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, her own story playing out. So once I was able to go through and heal that and heal where I felt that everywhere, the dynamics with those women completely entirely changed. They just don't exist anymore because the energy got bigger. And so we're in alignment, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. It's almost Mm -hmm. like you're owning you know, your truth and like your light. And I do, I mean, I see that all the time with women or even just people in general. If someone is weak, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. I can't find a better word for it, but if someone is weak in a situation and you're with a bunch of very like strong energies, they're, they pick on that. You know what I mean? The person that's It's simple energy. It's Mm -hmm. simple. And you see it all the time. And it's such a, it's like human pack mentality yeah survival of the fittest and what we've been programmed it's just unconscious behavior Mm -hmm. that's all and not in a you're less than unconscious way it's just us being unconscious not have not feeling like we're all one we're all connected so that level of unconsciousness which most of the society lives in you know and we're all trying to find some sense hopefully of more consciousness well Mm -hmm. I don't think we all are but yeah eventually (laughs) (laughs) so your awareness of that limiting belief you said you didn't have to have a conversation with them it just totally shifted oh yeah completely and entirely I feel like that's it's just a common maybe imbalance that people experience in friend groups or in family dynamics so 
Can you just like kind of walk us through maybe like your first interaction with them where you came at it from a different place? Yeah. So what's so interesting, this is actually the course that I'm teaching right now, the workshop, and I'm trying to figure out a way, I'm not trying to figure out, but I'm trying to figure out a way that I aesthetically dig it to take this digital. But so my new um, workshop is called Magnetism. So you learn my formula and then you really learn the techniques of how to gain awareness of where you're small and how to reprogram it and my whole um, process around that. So that's going on right now. And why that's so beautiful is because when we do all the reprogramming that we're consciously aware of, and I think that's an ever, you know, ongoing process, but when we do that, it's so crazy how the world starts to just show up differently to you. In a matter of weeks, it starts happening. It's wild. So it's, you know you'll start to have bosses who are terrible to you who just treat you fine now. It's just crazy. It's like a looking glass. That's how magical it is when we reprogram our own smallness. And that's where a lot of self-help lost me along the way because I've tried, you name it, and I've done it, which I think a lot of us in this room probably have because it's an interest and nothing was that powerful. But when I started to see accountability going through myself, finding that, and what, it, what about me attracted it and reprogramming it, I was like, whoa, it was crazy. So then I started to guinea pig it out for about a year to about five or six clients of mine and then you know I had them guinea pig it while watching my most magnetic clients which were about five or six to see what about them literally these clients at the drop of a hat will they'll be like I want to be featured in Vogue and bam Vogue will get into you know it's like the drop of the hat they're so magnetic and I started to look at the qualities that made them so magnetic where they were projecting from and then I had the guinea pigs start to reprogram those things into themselves and start to take document their experiences in the world and what was showing up and what they were manifesting. And then I was like, whoa, everyone can do this. It's crazy. Your world starts to just trans transform. So with these particular women, nothing at all changed. Um, they started to come back into my life a lot more, reaching out, supporting me, you know, sending me stuff that I believe in you. I love what you're doing. I would run into them out of nowhere. And I think whenever that happens, it's like another form of a test. It's, you know, seeing where you're at with something or you're on the same wavelength. So you're coming together and just being so cool and so beautiful and open. There was nothing I said or did or changed. It, they just met me differently at that point because I was meeting them differently mm -hmm. at that point. I was projecting a whole different state of being into the world. So that's like the beauty of this process, especially for people who don't fare well under confrontation, um, which I think I believe in conscious communication all the way, but I have a, I do have a, a qualm with it is I believe only a conscious communicator can communicate with another conscious communicator who can receive it. If another person's not in a state of awareness or they're not open and humble and, and you know, uh, loving enough to consciously communicate, you're just talking to a brick wall. So this kind of bypasses that experience. It's, you know, you get to go reprogram what about you they're preying on. And at that point, it's just an energetic shift between you and the world. And even, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Like the moment I started all of this reprogramming and I've been doing it for probably about a year and a half, just really testing it on myself and refining and getting deeper. And then it was so crazy, the stuff, because I hit a point about three 
years ago, everything I was manifesting came into fruition. I mean, everything to the T. And I, I hit this lull, this apathy, where I was like, I don't really want for anything. And I've never had that in my life. And that was actually not a fun experience because inspiration and the continue to go forward, and I'm not even talking about material items, mm-hmm. just like a general inspiration to go greater uh not that's what drives me and not having that was so out of control and not exciting or um inspiring so once I did this reprogramming all of a sudden I had crazy deeper clarity of what I wanted and then the uh, things started to just show up so fast into my world and they are continuing to that I actually wanted which didn't have anything to do with material items it was actually having to do with you know one of the things on my list was I really wanted to start doing podcasts with people because I thought that that would be a message that could get out greater to people who needed it. And they like, it just avalanched. It's come in. I think I have four lined up right now, but stuff has just been we're the best rolling it. Yes, you're the best. <laughs> you guys, By the way, we're the best. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> we're going to put this out first. Yes. <laughs> we got to get on that. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I hope that answers it a little bit. Yeah. What are some examples of things that you've like manifest? Can you tell us like a manifestation story of yes. something? Oh my gosh. So some like the key ones that I always love talking about because it's when I went, whoa, I'm powerful. I don't know if this is just me, but I'm powerful. But I had been living in, um, I think it was like a $1,600 place. It was super expensive. I had su- such low self-worth. And at the time I was acting and cocktailing at a comedy club on Sunset that also treated me like shit. That was mm. definitely a pattern is every, everywhere I would work because I had such low self-worth about what I was worthy, not only with money, but with authority and bosses. Mm. So at that point, I had a girl that walked in to work one night who said, um, yeah, I was paying like $1,600 and had no money and all my money was going to rent. Yeah. So this girl walked in and she's a magical unicorn manifester as well. And she's still in my life. But she was like, I did it, guys. I did it. I found the $500 guest house in Laurel Canyon. That's <laughs> a it's a cabin, bungalow, like everything you'd want. I manifested it. And in my mind, it was my first expander where I was like, "What? That's even possible in LA that you can find that?" So she was the first and in my mind I'm like, "She's a unicorn. She always has really incredible things happen to her." Mm-hmm. So I wrote it off. And then I ended up sort of, you know, quietly for just a moment dating this guy who we went on a date and he was like, yeah, you know, my place is $325 in Echo Park. And I was like, are you kidding me? Right. That's a thing. And at the time, I really had wanted to live in Echo Park and it was already happening. Like prices were not generous. And right now they're just almost as much as Venice in a way. So. I, that started to be my second expander. So it opened up the belief that, okay, I guess this is possible that people can find those deals in LA. And then my third one happened to be another guy friend of mine who was in a band and he and every one of his bandmates had really kismet or they lived at home, but had really kismet great deals on where they lived. And so that was enough for me to feel expanded where I was like, okay, I'm a powerful person. Anytime I put my mind to it, I can manifest. So I was leaving the Mojave, or I was leaving Las Vegas and driving through the Mojave Desert, 
that on a Sunday and I started to just list off to the universe because I had heard my third expander and I was like, tomorrow we're finding our version of this. And it can only be in Echo Park, Laurel Canyon or Venice uh, or Topanga. And so I was like <laughs> listing off the things. I was, <laughs> I was like, it like or to- Encino. It's yeah. fine too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Encino. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's fine too. <laughs> yeah. So I started to lift off, list off and it was like, Echo Park has to be in the hills. You know, I was like, these places mm. has to be in the hills, white walls, crazy stuff, internet that I get for free. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. just stuff that would really make my life a lot more free. And so I listed these all off. And the next day on Monday, I started to drive around all around looking. And I was like, no, I know I can usually feel what it feels like when manifestations are going to come through. And this was before I really knew my process, like far before. And so I looked all around and I wasn't finding anything. And I was like, what? This has never happened. This is crazy. I usually always can feel and know when that connection's happening. And so when I finally left Laurel Canyon in the evening, I got the ping. I call them like intuitive downloads. I just got a ping that was like, text that guy that you went on that date with that one time. You know, I have no reason to talk to him. We didn't end well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know. And so I text him a year later out of the blue. And I was like, hey, you know, if you're ever, if you ever leave that spot in Echo Park, because I remember the potential I saw in designing it, um, let me know. I would love to move into it. And he said, I'm actually moving to Chicago in two weeks. Here's the landlord's number. And I was like, a $325 apartment in Los Angeles would change my lifestyle at that point. You know? Then I'd spend $1,300. (laughs) (laughs) And like, yeah. At your one. (laughs) Exactly. I would be able to buy more (laughs) air one, which is where all my money goes anyway. Um, So I ended up getting in touch with the landlord. And um, it was like dicey. It was between me and these two other girls. But I finally got it. So that was one. And that was a great example because I had just done something, which I can't remember right now, that I had passed a test. So I had magnetism around me. And so a big part of when you're in that, I call it a, sort of like a magic dark. It's when you've done all the leg work, you're expanded, you put yourself out there, you've passed all of your tests that you recognize, and you're in the zone of like, okay, I call it the magic dark. It's like the darkest before the dawn. It's when the water recedes and you don't see the water anymore and you think nothing is going to come through and an avalanche, you know, comes through or a big wave, a tidal wave will come through. I call that the magic dark. And it tends to always happen. Um, and so my clients always know now, they'll text me, they'll be like, I'm in it. I'm in the magic dark. I can mm. feel it. And I'm like, I do too. You know, it's coming. So you, right now you have to pass any tests. But a great example was I had done... This thing, right? I had had like all these dysfunctional relationships because of the modeling I watched of relationships growing up. And it, these dysfunctional relationships were usually me being a bitch to guys. Like it wasn't <laughs> usually their issue. Um, but that's what I watched from my mom. And so then I, I hit like a big lesson from the universe and I got my heart really broken. And I mean, my whole course of my life changed after that heartbreak. It was so it knocked away any self-confidence I had. I mean, it took it all out of me. And so for two years, I was consciously single, but, you know, stepping into my power as a woman and dating and learning what that meant, which was a huge key in helping me learn this formula as well, that anytime you're in your power, you're so magnetic. 
Mm-hmm. Which no, that is the damn truth. It is. And yeah. no book teaches you that. They're like, be in the vortex, be positive. And it's like, no, fuck that. When you have self-worth, mm-hmm. that's when 100%. you finally... After every breakup, I would always be killing the game. Killing it. Killing it. Yeah. Especially one that you left or that mm-hmm. left you because it wasn't serving mm-hmm. you. If that's the case, you just you kill it because mm-hmm. you have a magnetism about you. You're in your power. And so then I got into this relationship and we're actually still good friends today. And he's a client of mine, but it was like his, you know, childhood trauma, my childhood trauma attracted each other. And it, within six months, we were just fighting and we're like, this won't work, but I love you and you're so amazing. And I saw for the first time what I really did want versus what I didn't want and that I could consciously really create that. And so I made a list and I started to call in and it was like long blonde surfer hair artist. You know, I was 25. Mm-hmm. So it was like all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> You're like sweet band Baby that blue. we can yes. live in. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I even put on, I was like European mom, photographer, um, astrological signs that it could be. Uh, and so when I broke up with this person I had been talking about, uh, I went, I was at that point cocktailing at a place on Sunset called Thirsty Crow. And so I walk in there and that night um, a guy walks in and he like starts talking to me and he has all the things on my list, like speaks French, his mom's Parisian, you know, all this stuff. And he's such a wonderful soul. But in that moment, I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is my list is right here. And it took us a moment because I really had to pass some tests and I had to see if he was the test too. And at the point in which I realized it was like, he's not the test. He's fully my manifestation, like to the T, the full list. I was like, okay, this does work. Anytime I step into my power, I'm expanded to know that they exist and that I pass the lessons and tests around it. My manifestations will show up, period. Like it just happens. But at that point, I didn't realize that there was such a thing as limiting beliefs, you know, tracked in your stuff. Because you can get all the superficial elements of what you want just having the formula. That can pretty much help you if you're credible of, like, superficially stepping into your power, which tends to just mean ego, just, like, powerful, you know. You can definitely manifest on a very superficial level. You can get the bags and you want and the partners and the houses and the things. But when we start to look at the real dynamics that make us happy and unhappy on a daily basis, i.e. things that we're attracting in that just don't feel good or dynamics that don't feel good, that's when I started to go like, wait, the partner I called in is here, but we're having issues. And that's where I really started to put the pieces together where I'm like, this is always going to be a process of, it's just our process of growing into wholeness. That's all this is. That's all we're on the planet for and to serve. I believe those two things. That's what we're here for. And so that's when I really started to put the pieces together uh, of like limiting beliefs and that we actually don't manifest. I knew we didn't manifest from our thoughts once I threw away all of the old literature and started to look at my processes. Like this doesn't happen. Like I think in such polarity at Mm -hmm. all times that if everything I was thinking was showing up from negative to bad, my life would be crazy on a daily basis, you know? So it's like, it's not our thoughts. It's definitely not that. And then I, I knew it's more of our beliefs, but I didn't understand until I started to see when I would have the manifestation really show up and embody my list, but we still had issues. I was like, ah, yes, it's, it's so much more energetic and finite than that. Like in order for us to have true happiness, we need to get down there and reprogram those to just project from 
complete magnetism, which all complete magnetism is, is just, uh, it's like a fully owned human. It's fully owning your shadow. It's being humble. It's being completely loving. It's not judging. It's all the shit that we know from 5,000 years of what conscious behavior is. But there's one thing to fake that on a conscious level. And there's another to subconsciously reprogram. So you just naturally exist that way. And so that's what I kind of figured out. So this has been a process now for, I think for me, I'm 32 now and I started to really put the pieces together individually for myself at 25. So it's been a seven year process to be like, yeah, this is, this is, it's, yeah, that's the it's a full thing. That's like the key there. Was yeah. the surfer guy so, a no-go? It was yeah. just, <laughs> oh, and so yeah. <laughs> Can we still find him at the crow? Yes, please call. That's so Uh. funny. We were together for six years. Yeah, yeah, we were. Or five and a half, almost six years. And he is such a magical, magical human being. He is the most beautiful, kind, talented artist on the planet. Mm. But because this is the beauty of manifestation, we come from very similar backgrounds and dynamics in a way, you know, he struggled with alcoholism in his family and I did too. And there's things there that made us both not able to fully love completely vulnerably and honest and commit all of the way. Um, And I think as women do, I started really investigating myself and going deep and doing work and consciously wanting to make changes and it wasn't really where he's at his process is through art and um and just it's just different than mine and he at some point definitely told me that he never really wanted to get married or have kids that there was a big fear around that for him Mm -hmm. and around 30 I had to truly honor that and be like we're I don't think I don't think that's happening and what was really hard is that his mom is like my biggest mentor best friend I mean just the most like my mom she's Mm. so magical that it was really hard to leave that situation but at some point I was like I do want a family and I do want children and we were at the space too where I think you can't really go deep in intimacy unless two people are really willing to look at their stuff and really get vulnerable. And so we hit a place where it was kind of a roommate, brother-sister dynamic, though there was a lot of respect. We just didn't have that spark. Uh, so finally, when I once I let that go, I already had my list. I had already called in my person in a way because I just knew it was about a year and a half where I was like, I don't think like he's changing on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's just going to wake up yeah. and be like, I want to do all the things. Yeah. So once I finally left, I had six weeks that I was single um, and I felt... <laughs> <laughs> six weeks too long six weeks, six weeks. she's moving out the whole time <laughs> literally I swear. <laughs> I swear not um so I had six weeks and I had to really and I was so keen on my manifestation process at this point it was like I don't know the last you know nail in the coffin where I was like okay what when I do A B C D E F and G, it mm. always happens. Mm. Um, and so I had made my list, and I had two tests come along, and I had done so much work at, in that relationship, and so much after now. But and I had expanded so much. I wanted such different things, and I was so clear that I was like, this person's going to come quickly. I can just feel it. I know that it's going to happen. I can always sense that with manifestations. And so I had two big tests come through. And I mean, they were very hard to read. I mean, very hard to read. It's like, 
if I didn't know my process, I would have been one of those girls where it's like, "Mm, that'll change. That's Mm. not loud. That won't get louder. But so even though they were like the shiniest dangling carrots, I was like, I'm not fucking around here, universe. And I was like, no, no. And so after the second one, and I believe this with the universe so wholeheartedly, especially with my women who are calling in relationships, which is kind of my forte. And so I'm always like, yeah, you can be on apps and you can do all of that. But 95% of the time, usually the universe will part the waters to have you guys meet in person. Um, But they do happen sometimes Mm -hmm. on the apps. Mm -hmm. Um, So with me and my current fiance, what happened was... You're uh, that guy's fiance. (laughs) Okay. So it's a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's not a perfect relationship. Again, like everything, you just have to continually, I think, do the work. Um, But... So what happened was an old friend of mine who we had lost touch, she had gotten back in touch recently and we had dinner one night and then she invited me to a barbecue of hers a few weeks later and that's where I met him. He was there. So the universe does always clear the the water or parts the ways for you guys to connect. And then I ended up actually not seeing her for quite a bit after that. So it was like the perfect little opening. How'd you know he wasn't a test? Oh, it was so clear, right? Mm-hmm. You just, and there were things that I definitely, because he wasn't what I thought would show up, even though he was way more special than what I was calling in. I mean, I was calling in much older and just, you know, all these things. But once I met him, I was like, oh my God. And once I really knew him after a couple of dates, it was like, not really knew him, mm-hmm. but I, I could kind of gather more. I was like, whoa, you're my whole list. You're the Mm. whole thing. Um, And it was just very clear. And so I tell people a lot, when it's the person, it's just so easy. It's just so simple. And I'm sure you probably experienced that in the beginning. There isn't drama. And it's just like... Mm -hmm. There is an ego. There, it's just such a just connection. like moving forward. That's it. It's just natural. You just like move forward without any like, like reckless. You're just like, eyes on the prize like it's like you just do you just act you don't think you You just act yeah I mean I definitely had like a crazy girl dating mindset going I was like "Ah," but you know it was so effortless for both of us in a lot of ways love that congrats thank you (laughs) I want to just touch on quickly the expander thing Mm -hmm. I think expand I think that is such a great Mm. I've never thought about you know, when you talk about expander, I think about living in LA mm-hmm. and I kind of think about being surrounded like people like you, people like, like you, yeah. like minded, but yeah. also not like minded. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. doing things that, like, I've just discovered living here so many things that I admire in people and so many careers that I admire that I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was possible. Mm-hmm. And just being around people like this has expanded my conscience to know that certain things are possible or true totally. or that I can do certain things. So I think that is like such a good takeaway for people listening to the podcast to think about situations, people, places or things that can help you or be expanders for you, you know, going to groups, going to meetups, listening to podcasts to me, honestly, is a great expander. Huge. Um, but finding those things to help you kind of move to the next level so it doesn't need to feel so forced. Like, okay, what do I need to do to get to the next level? Just finding places or opportunities that you think are going to be expanders and then exploring those. 
And you really hit it on the nose because people will always say like, who are my expanders? I don't know. And a lot of the work I'll do, I'll find it out from them subconsciously in the session. They'll, it comes to them right away. Um, But there are a few really beautiful things to note on that. And what you said is so right. As soon as, and a lot of expanders for people tend to actually be in the public eye in some capacity because the only thing we're doing when we admire someone else is we're, it's all shadow work. We're just projecting onto them what we recognize as possible in us. That's all that's happening. And so once they know their expander, especially if it's, you know, like someone in the public eye, the first thing I'll have them do for the full week, I'm like, go and read every interview, listen to every podcast, find out everything you can on them, because you'll start to find the parallels really quickly. And the more that your subconscious recognizes that you guys are similar, the quicker it believes that something's possible for you as well. So that's one really great note that you just like intuitively already know. And then another element that's really important And this, I mean, this is like mentorship 101, but honestly, the eight people, the way our brain works and the the retinas just attached to our brain, it's our first processor. So who we surround ourselves with, the top eight people that we do, we will always, if we get out of our own way with limiting beliefs, we will just naturally gravitate into having what they have. It's just, it's completely effortless energy that happens. So surround yourself around expanders. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You do that and you get rid of your limiting beliefs. So if you're expanding and getting rid of your limiting beliefs, you're naturally going to hit the marks Mm. of the people you're around and they will with you as well. The only thing that could stop you from hitting those marks are all of those beautiful little beliefs in your subconscious that are like, well, of course, I mean, they come from money or they have this or that. All that's talking when that's happening is low self-worth. So the more that you grow those limiting beliefs, that unlivability, the bridge actually actually gets way smaller for expanding. Because you feel in your power, you'll start to see really quickly that what somebody else has is very possible for you, that you deserve um, a similar situation in your own authentic way. So that's a huge element to expanders is just surround yourself around them. And I always tell people to go pick up aspects of expanders, again, going back to relationships or I just relationships are like the easiest, but going back to relationships, if the relationship you desire or the job you desire, go find elements of it. Um, So it doesn't, you know, I'll be like, look around. You probably have friends that are already in a relationship that you desire because your subconscious is still operating on the belief system of the parental modeling you grew up with. That's how prehistoric the subconscious is. So, um, and some will be like, well, I don't love every aspect of the relationship. And I'm like, look at the aspects that you do like. Is it the communication? And then just witness them in communication. Our brains are so savvy that it right away will snap for us that, oh, A, B communicates with, you know, A communicates with B and that's how C happens. Okay, cool. So we just subconsciously now are showing uh, our unconscious mind what should be happening, what we need. Another great element are reading books, honestly. Reading books about how things should happen. That won't do it all until you see it in person, but it's an amazing, I always say expansion can happen in threes. Really, that's like the most profound. And it kind of goes back to my story of manifesting the apartment. It, it took a third person for me to go, okay, this is definitely possible in LA. Um, and then another great way for expanders, especially if it's homes or 
it fits more on the materialistic plane, relationships, you know, more material, flesh. Watching TV and movies and stuff like that are incredible expanders. Why? Because you're in a hypnotic state while you're watching it. You go into alpha. So your subconscious is forward and you can't tell the difference between what's happening and what isn't happening, if it's real or not. So if like a great example is myself included, if you've ever had this like character on TV that you're just... You look and you go, I, am I supposed to meet this person in life and be mm. with them? Like mm. that crazy connection. <laughs> yeah. Usually not. Yes. You're not. But all that's happening. Oh my God. It's happening. <laughs> Me and Justin Timberlake have been sync. I was like, Duh. I was, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So all that was happening then is that you were projecting onto him. It was a part of you, aspects of what your soul wanted was being projected onto him. So in that moment, I mean, is there anything about your partner that's or partners you've been in in the past that are similar to Justin Timberlake when you break away mm-hmm. like that he's famous and has For money sure. like physical they're aspects. all famous they have money yeah <laughs> pretty much those <laughs> they can dance well yeah. or whatever. great bleach <laughs> curly hair yeah <laughs> so you know uh all that was happening with him he was just serving as your first expander mm. and so like even for me a great example of this actually goes back to even when I was in my last relationship and at the tail end of it, season two of um, of Girls, Christopher Abbott, the character, mm-hmm. Marnie's guy, right? Yeah. And when, that's when he has like the startup and... The swag now. The swag, before the heroin, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, but before it, the heroin, but... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but like season two, he was so... He does so, have swag. Uh-huh. He does. Yes. And I had always called in, you know, well, none of the guys I've dated look the same because I'm an Aquarius. We like worlds. But mm-hmm. uh, the la- I was when I was calling in my future partner, the one I'm with now, it was like blonde, long hair again, you know, mm-hmm. things that I was still operating on from before. But if I look back to that season, I remember watching and going like, that's what I want. I want. Oh, yeah. I was just so into the fact that he was like working in a startup, like had something going on, was just, you know, was really in his power creatively and whatever so there was that and then like right towards the end of my breakup I got so into Peaky Blinders did you guys ever no okay (laughs) this is incredibly embarrassing but I think it actually shows Expander as well and uh, quite a handful of my girlfriends have felt the same way about this but Killian Murphy's character in it I was like, okay, I don't know if Killian Murphy and I are supposed to, I mean, he's been married for 14 years. <laughs> Isn't it fun when you Google them? You're like, are they married? Do they have kids? Yeah. How old are they? Yeah. And it's like, oh, like he's really married. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, they're happy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they're probably <laughs> going on. to be together forever. <laughs> but um, no, what all that was happening with his character was I was so, and I think every woman, but I was so intrigued by the darkness, but he was so soft with only the mm. one woman that he loved. Loved and yes. he was powerful mm-hmm. and dark in, in his hair and complexion. So it was so fascinating that once I, I had my current partner show up, he like has a dark background and is when mm-hmm. he was a kid, he was like a bad boy. And now he has a startup that's successful and he's dark and it's like, duh, all I was doing, oh, my soul was just projecting mm-hmm. the next thing that I wanted and expanding through it. So TV and movies can be an amazing way to do it because you're already in a hypnotic state. Love that. Yeah. So many it's ways to do it. No. <laughs> Oh, you guys should crazy. talk. I'm like, no, no, wait, no, 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 no. I think no. they're over it. <laughs> no, I don't I think need we're to good. talk. I'm taking it. They don't it come in. here for us. I'm about to walk out of here and friggin'. <laughs> I know. Go I want to be your client. <laughs> I, actually, oh, I'm going to hire you. Honestly. Oh, we should I'm definitely. Yeah. 
definitely work yes. together. I want you to hypnotize me and see what I say. <laughs> like I want. We'll record car. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be a session. Uh, what um, what's coming up for you? Yeah, you're blown up. I mean, you have blown up, but I just Thank you. I, I feel like I'm hearing you're manifesting more and things more. are. Uh, what are you manifesting? Yeah, you know what's so interesting was this year was the first year I sat down and I was like, you know, it was back to I had manifested everything and I was like, what do I man? Like, what's my new year intention? What do I? Because I don't do resolutions. I think that's the problem. But I wasn't resolving. I was intending. So I was like, what is it? And I was like, wow. All I want this year is just to be of service as as much as I should be. And it was so beautiful for the first time to not want anything on the material plane. Or It was just like, universe, I'm yours. You do what you want with me. Take me where you want to go. I don't, I'm just here for you and I'm enjoying the ride. And this is the thing I'm the most geeky about. So that was it. And so what that started to look like, it was like, okay, I want to... Um, you know, get the message out louder. What does that look like? And I really resonate with podcasts. So that was one of the first things that came to mind. Um, and then that's all, you know, it has shown up and with such amazing people, you know, you guys. And so then press has really started to roll in. And so I guess for me, what I actually like with what gets me excited is all the new stuff that I'm releasing on the blog because it's never, for me, I get so geeky that I'm like, whoa, Unblocked has helped so many people, when you even go on the page of Unblocked, I just have put comments from all of the people that have taken it. And it's like, never connected the dots. Oh my God, this is mind blowing. Thank you. Yeah. And to have people start to make that connection for themselves, especially people who don't want to wait the five months to get in with me or, you know, pay the fee to that Unblocked is so affordable. They range from 46 to $60. So that was like such a fun thing to put out and it really like took away any guilt I have about you know charging yeah. prices that make me want to do the work still and be passionate about it so that was really cool and then the next thing that I'm really excited about and I know it seems so trivial and small but it's like how do I take all of my in-person stuff on an even greater digital level? Not the work because that I already do digitally with people one-on-one, -on -one, but my workshops and stuff like that. So people can just download them and do them in Alaska and, and review it at their own process and at their own time. And so that's where all of my excitement is. Like, I'm so grateful for the press and all the things that, you know, come with that. But for me, it's still geeking out of like, okay, like, my biggest intention always when I'm sitting down is like, I want to hack manifestation. Like that's, I guess that's where I'm, you know, like all the other Tim Ferriss and the people in the world, but I'm like, manifestation to me is about 15% spirituality and then the rest is psychology and the rest is just getting into ourselves and becoming conscious and shifting that so for me and at the end of the day manifestation is really just energetics and I, I tend to see that really well and feel it really well of like if you do this that will show up this is what will happen and so all I'm trying to put into the world and express and make tangible for people is how to do that in step-by-step -step easy scenarios and ways so they can harness it for themselves and do it in the world. That's like, that's it. It just mm. lights me up. Thank I you. love what you said oh. about I am here for you, for the universe. Oh, like just yeah. saying like, I am here for you. That's it. I love that. that I'm going to so say, say that every day. Do it. It's I'm so, here for you. Yeah. Like, guide do me. what you want. Guide me. I'm here for you. I'm done controlling. Show me. Whoa. 
that is like everything. And not resol- and not resolving intending mm. with New Year's resolutions. Yeah. God, that is like also freeing. Yeah, yeah that is very. so amazing. Yeah, for New In Year's. In 2018, I'm going to use that. Do it. Mm-hmm. And I always am like, what cool skill can I pick up instead yeah. of the like dumb thing I'm trying to get away What can I change that's already, yeah, yeah, 100%. That is beautiful. Okay, where can people connect with you? Free. And tell us about the, uh, the what we can get. What was you saying? Unblocked. Unblocked, yes. Tell us yes. about Unblocked, too. So, freeandnative.com yes. that's still the umbrella in which so which is still a blog you know and I'm about to hire an assistant editor who can just take over the blog component of it because I'm just getting too busy to do that um although there will still be the one manifestation article a week which is always just usually debunking why the other stuff like, doesn't work and you do need to fix yourself in order to manifest but um so it's at freeandnative.com you can find me and then the unblocked is um It'll be right on the front page. I always have the the next one, you know, that's coming up is always there. And the next one is reparenting and uh, reparenting our adolescent self and our inner child, which is, I will be frank, our literally our whole lives are a reflection of the years between zero to, and I'm generous, I say 14, but unless something very traumatic has happened after that, but most people, most psychology, it's until five to seven, um, but I'm pretty generous about that's pretty much where we're projecting from still is what happened in those times. And a lot of people, you know, will be like, "My well, mine was great. There's nothing. And it's like, there are always some, there's always something mm-hmm. because otherwise you would just be projecting in a completely magnetic state, you know? So there's stuff there. There's shame anywhere, you know? There's shame from media. There's shame from being a woman. I mean, there's, there's stuff. There's stuff to unblock. So um, you can find it on the front page and then even at the top tab under manifestation there's an unblocked link there always and it's beautiful you do it in the comfort of your own home they tend to range from one from like three to eight days this next one will be an eight day one it's really going to dig deep Mm. (laughs) into the pivotal things that need to be shifted from childhood in order to start projecting it a little bit different of a magnetic state Um, and so what that looks like is you do it from the comfort of your home or computer device that it'll have my recordings and my writing and and my uh, journaling stuff that I need people to do to really discover the roots of things. And it takes about 20 to 30 minutes a day. It'll be eight days and then people have access for a month so they can go. I always encourage them to go back with a different intention, whether it's like, now let's look at childhood and money. What was I programmed mm. around money and see where I'm yeah. blocked? Uh, let's look at it in relationships. Let's look at it uh, in, you know, relationship to friendships. Uh, let's look at it in work and bosses. Let's look at what authority was like for me. And, you know, was I seen? Was I heard? Or, you know, was I overdominated? So, this one will be really special and really exciting. Um, I'm going to yeah. do it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do, do, it, it do it. Let's do it. Let's do get it. our group to do it. Secret. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys aren't in the Secret Almost 30 Facebook group, join because we're going to be doing this together. Yeah. Do. Oh, my Start gosh. It'd be it. so yeah. fun. Oh, my God. It'll be amazing. We'll like, do it together. I would be so excited Everyone to come like, in. Yes. Thank you for And coming. also, we're going to do an event with you. Oh, so no. yes. we just signed you up. Yes. Yeah, we, uh, we'll just talk about, about dates it later. <laughs> just, it was like yeah. ESP across the world. You got me? Yeah. 
was like, mm. <laughs> I'm there. Can't wait. Thank you. Thanks, Lacey. You're the best. Yeah, you're, you're so the best. Welcome. Welcome. Everything. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so grateful. Oh, we love you. Thanks, right, guys, guys, for listening. Um, we'll have all the links up in the show notes. And you. thanks for you. all the new reviews. We really appreciate it. We saw a bunch of new reviews come through. So those mean so much. Those help us keep bringing on amazing guests like Lacey um, and spreading the word. So we love you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. See you next week. Bye.